In true Sister Wives fashion, this episode is comprised of merely three scenes, one of which is self-filmed. How do you feel about that? For a while there, I tried to rattle, rattle off more scenes, and we only came up with three. We have the scene with Christine and her family, the scenes with Mary in the B&B, mm-hmm. and then the the sit down, the appointment. The showstopper. With Janelle and Cody. I'm, I mean, we got the dog and heads, of course, but the actual scenes of filming, I think, or, you know, filming on site was just three, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot, but... I really enjoyed this episode. <laughs> Honestly, when we're watching this, I believe it's like 41 or 42 minutes. It's not enough. I need more. I want more. You know how Married at First Sight is like two to three hours? Like this needs to be that long. I agree. And you talk about filler. <laughs> Married at First Sight is some filler, but we love it. Janelle and Cody, incredible. So much information just to witness that. They can't even have a conversation without like emotions start to, you know, get hot. They start to boil and they really do need a third party. But it is amazing that they essentially can't be in the same room for a, a lengthy amount of time. But only because of one of them. Like Janelle didn't feed into any of it. I felt like she was calm, collected. She wasn't even going to give up to give this man a hug. Good. I agree she was calm and collected, but she was just doing a better job at stopping herself because I think she could pop off, but she just does a really good job of, you know what? I need to take a step back, take a breather. I'm not, I'm not going there. But you can tell it's in her. Like She wants to do that. I don't think she's going there because she doesn't care enough to do that anymore. I could see that. And she's already hinting that even if they worked it out, she would need something different. I would assume something more. I don't think he's capable of different and more, at least at this point in his life. We are jumping the gun a little bit, but I would agree. I think Cody won't ever admit it. It's a bummer. Like Mary's already out of the equation. Like we really can't even mention her. But if Christine and Janelle, again, going back a little bit in the past, did every single thing right Cody would still not give them the time of day like he's just not interested in them fully agree he would find a new excuse there's always something even if you counter exactly what he's saying it's always uh oh but this oh but that exactly I just don't think the wives have a chance anymore no usually in episodes we'll kind of try to start off with general thoughts or any news and gossip and kind of the only thing this week is on Gwen's Patreon review of the last episode she said that her mom was just as bad as her dad during the divorce and man I don't know how I feel about this because a divorce is not fun I can't blame her But at the same time, like the edit and the way it's perceived in my mind is like she spoke so well on camera and so well with Cody and did not stoop to his level. And, you know, in the background, all of her self-help books. And we were all talking about how like, oh, she had to have gone to therapy. She knows how to deal with a personality like this. And all I could think is like, man, that kind of it kind of died for me a little bit. Just hearing that, I'm like, I'm with you there, but thinking about where Christine was, this man of 24, excuse me, 25 years tells you he's never been attracted to you. You probably felt a certain type of way. You wanted to talk your shit. I have to give her a little bit of slack. Okay, I take it back. (laughs) 25 years and this six children. Yeah, no, you got to be a little childish. I don't care. (laughs) I take it back. you, You sacrifice so much of yourself. For this family, I could, I mean, like, honestly, I'd be a bitch. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's, that's just what it is. Like that, (laughs) I could not contain myself. Yeah. I think you're allowed that after that long and how it ended. I mean, after years of like telling the children and basically the entire country that you're not attracted to your wife, but you somehow had six children with her. Like, eh, yeah, you can, you can be a little petty. That's fine. We'll talk about it more when Cody and Janelle sit down, but when he mentions that he's never been attracted to Christine, it's almost like 
I wonder if in some ways that's also a defense mechanism for him. That's a way for it to hurt less for him to say, oh, like, whatever. I was never attracted to you anyways. Like, bye. You know, like, it's just like some real kiddish shit. I think he uses that to lessen the blow on himself. While simultaneously being the victim to everyone else. Every single time he sits with Janelle, it is a word vomit about Christine, about he just... She just left his ass and they never saw this coming. And my heart is ripped out. I can't wait to deep dive that part with you. (laughs) This woman is living rent free in Cody's mind. No one's talking about her. Janelle would like to talk about her marriage and just can't do it. It's wild. As we're watching this episode, the amount of times Christine came up unprovoked. (laughs) And Cody just could not contain himself. It was kind of one of my favorite parts. Before we get into all of the juicy details, we have family paint night with Christine, Aspen, McKelty, and their spouses. I forgot that Mitch had such a boyish look before. Man, growing the hair out was... That was a move. Amazing. That was the move. He's meant to have long hair and Cody is so jealous. Both him and Aspen had a major glow up. They're such an attractive looking couple. I do appreciate how how much they keep to themselves. Like you can even tell even in this scene, Christine's having this whole conversation, talking to everyone about what her plans are. And Aspen's kind of like just listening and just kind of embracing it all. But she doesn't really provide too much input. I don't know if it's because she knows that the camera's on and it's going to be on TV. Is it potentially due to another sibling doing maybe too much talking? Possibly. I could see how an older sibling, if a younger sibling just had that kind of personality, like just let them, just whatever, let them go. <laughs> let them do I'll whatever. Just be quiet. <laughs> so we find out that Valentine's Day is not a polygamist friendly holiday. You know what's interesting? I was imagining, okay, how would I approach this? Because you can't, unless nobody worked or you planned it so nobody worked that day and you sort of divided times of the day to do someone with someone, but might not be, it's not very likely just because of the sheer amount of kids and people's schedules. From what they showed, it seemed like the best bet was really, we're just going to get together and make, like appreciate the moms and then we'll, you know, you'll get flowers or chocolate or what a card or whatever i think that seems to be the most fair thing to do is it or is the most fair whose ever night that is no just no way <laughs> i am i'm immediately nodding no 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 why? no why every three if years was you get a ca- no if that was the case like the years planning they would have to write down This person gets Valentine's Day. This person gets Thanksgiving. This person gets Christmas. Ruins the whole, does not work. Robin gets an 11 day Valentine's Day. Like, that would not work. (laughs) I think that one scene they showed us with Cody bringing in flowers, which again, like TV makes him look good. I don't know how often he did that. Did he do it every year? I don't, did it stop? The producer went and got all those bouquets and was like, Cody, give these to your wives. But from what they showed us, I'm like, yeah, what they showed us in those first few seasons seems like the best way to approach that. I just had to get your opinion. You definitely have to stay away from gifts that day. Everyone gets the exact same gift. Do you remember when all the moms came to town and went shopping with Cody for the wives and they kept stressing it has to be the same. And he did not follow that rule. No, like everyone gets flowers. Everyone's got chocolate. Everyone's getting a card. Maybe the cards are different, but it's still a card. Like, (laughs) that's it. Do you remember, like, way early seasons when there was another Valentine's Day? Or was it Mother's Day? I'm not sure. But he got flowers, like, representing each wife. Like, of course, Robins were purple. And then someone else had, like, a fairy flower. And that was, like, Christine. Did anybody get the roses? Huh? Did anybody get the roses? Oh, I don't know. I would hope everyone. I hope everyone had a few roses in there. This is why... Whenever we continue the rewatch, it'll be good because we do forget so these little minor details. I mean, you're not going to remember everything. The rewatch, though, you pick up on everything. 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 
Janelle says that she doesn't want to do Valentine's Day with Cody or the family. Robin says that this year it's hard and horrible, which why you're getting the perfect Valentine's Day you always wanted. This Valentine's Day, besides COVID shutting down some businesses, is not going to be any different for Robin than it's been for probably five plus years. Well, we know they went to the mall and went out to dinner in, I believe it's December 2021, mm-hmm. based on those fan photos of sure. them out and about. So they probably went out to dinner on Valentine's Day. Oh, I'm sure. But the way Robin is trying to describe it as being hard or whatever, I'm like, what is so difficult? You're, It's just you two. There's nothing else going on. Cody's not planning any other dates. She cannot sell this to me. You can sell your little tears for the Christmas and the big family. How can you spend that for Valentine's Day? Mary says that you have to have a Valentine to have Valentine's Day. And she will not be celebrating. I just wish Mary went out and just love yourself. Go do something. Enjoy yourself. I think she is now, but man... Cody is her man and she wants nothing else. No interest. Even in this episode, Mary mentions her desire to repair the relationship. Like it's still there. Mm -hmm. How is this possible? Love does not always make sense. Christine says, Cody just has Robin now, but that's probably rude. That's that little, I don't even (laughs) want her to come in. I don't even want her to step back. Like, just go in. Nope, I agree. Don't apologize. Don't take it back. Just go in. Christine reveals that she has been speaking with a matchmaker and that she doesn't really feel ready, though. She did ask for someone that is bald, has tattoos, and drives a motorcycle. She says, I'm looking for something that Cody never was. Snap, 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 snap. That's right. Do you think the matchmaker... Like, is David from The Matchmaker? No, she says she met David online. So I don't think so, but I would love to see who she went on a date with. Now, would you have liked to see a scene of The Matchmaker procedures? Yes, thank you. I cannot stand. In this episode specifically, we just talk about things, but we get no scenes, no footage, anything. We're talking about Valentine's Day. Why didn't we get to see Cody and Robin's Valentine's Day? Even if it was self-filmed, I don't care. Let me see something. Don't just talk about it. I just wonder the way the production company must handle this, which is why Christine goes down to Flagstaff so much. That is when they're legit filming, which is odd. Like, can't you... The show must make a ton of money, can't you? Or maybe it doesn't, I don't know. Can't you have a team up there to film every once in a while? Or to make the drive, considering your talent is making the drive down to film? I feel like on season 18, there should be something like that. I really hope that we do get to see some scenes with the matchmaker, though, or at least the date, something. Like, you can't just introduce this and then never again bring it up. I think if Christine was serious about finding love, more than likely we're not going to see the dates because I would imagine a lot of folks in that region are fairly conservative. Like they're probably not going to be comfortable with cameras on a date. And realistically, that could be for anyone. Like imagine you met someone and they're like, oh, I really want this to work, but are you cool with a camera crew following us? That would be weird. And you would say, no, that's no. I think a lot of people would say yes. I would definitely say no, but... <laughs> I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Personal opinion. During this conversation about dating and matchmaking and what that means for Christine, we start using a lot of ice cream analogies. And we find out that Tony has tried every ice cream twice before he settled with McKelty. A few things here. <laughs> Didn't they meet when they were super young? I mean, not even in their 20s. Maybe 20. Like, that's being, giving some grace here. I'm sorry, Tony. You cannot convince me that this man has tried every flavor. Maybe just we have different definitions of tried, but it sounded like we were pretty clear on what that meant. Like, you talked to all the flavors? Sure. You had friends with all the flavors? Agreed. Great. Good for you. Have you tried, tried all the flavors? (laughs) No. And I wouldn't blame him. You're so young. So I have a question. 
Yes. Then Christine eventually goes off into saying, I'll try a scoop of this, a scoop of that. No, no, no. No, no. no sorry, no, no. sorry, Not sorry. Not here for A scoops. little tasting. A tasting, <laughs> a tasting of a little of everything, but never a full scoop. Yes. It's just too much. Now, question. Did Christine try any flavor other than vanilla? No. <laughs> no. She did not. Okay. <laughs> Maybe she's like me and is like, oh, I would like a plain scoop, but add sprinkles. Maybe. We love a rainbow sprinkle in this house. Maybe. So I don't know. We talked about it before. We want Christine to like enjoy herself and like go do you. But honestly, we're going to witness very little to nothing of her dating life. And it's like immediately David comes in. I agree. Which is really crummy. And she's like, I for the audience, this, I should say, right. not her. When he's introduced, she's going to say something like, so I might have met someone and like her kids are there or something. Or maybe she's telling truly, I don't know. And then that's David. Oh, I hope they don't show that. Don't don't let me see like truly meeting David for the first time or anything like that. Like that is a very personal home thing. Sure. So they met last October and they're getting married in like a couple weeks. And I this is going to hit newsstands, right? Like. We've had so many interviews with U.S. Weekly and People Magazine. Like, I'm sure someone has to be covering this. And I can't wait. Isn't it fascinating that sister wives are having stories in these publications? It's the time. They've, the show they've is back. It. Like, they've, they're, they were up there. They went down a little. And they're ascending. Yeah. We also get confirmation that Cody is the only man she has ever kissed. Which completely tracks given the religion background how it all went about so not too shocking i did enjoy getting into the mindset of christine of how nervous she is of this entire journey to contact someone set up a date meet them have awkward conversation possibly kiss like am i a good kisser I only kissed one person that did not find me attractive and that probably did not enjoy doing that activity. Then we join Mary and Jen at the B&B. Mary is showing Jen a pillow that a guest left for Mary, and it is a pillow of Mary and her mom. It's a very sweet gift. I just don't know what I would do with a pillow. Is that bad? Like, I totally agree. And it's so sweet that someone did that for Mary. But like, where do you put the pillow? Are we overthinking it? Like, maybe this is so normal and nice. I guess personally, and we're on the same vibe. If we do want to remember someone, we're personally not going to do it as a pillow. Maybe, you know, a nice picture. You hang it up. Maybe a little item. I do think it was sweet, and yes, I think this is a super fan one to stay at the BNB, but bring a gift like that, that personal. So, what do you think of the BNB? The BNB is cute, but I'm like BNBs aren't really for me because they're too intimate. Sure, it's like sharing spaces. Yeah, and I'm not here for it. <laughs> I need separate space always, and I don't know. I'm more of a hotel gal. I have my own space. I have my own restroom. I do wonder. How often folks are at the BNB? Like, do folks make? Yeah. Are there very interesting like hiking trails around there that people would travel to? I mean, it's Utah, so they have like Zion and all these national parks. I think it is near things like that, but I would assume the main draw is Sister Wives. If you're driving through, let's say from Flagstaff to Salt Lake or something, you're like, why not stop at the Sister Wives BNB? I'm sorry. Parowan, I've driven through a lot of cute small towns, but again, I've driven through small towns. I don't, I don't think I would ever see myself just be chilling at Parowan. We say that, but we stop in some interesting little towns sometimes. We stop for like the world's biggest yarn ball and fork. We're not stopping at Parowan. Shout out the Museum of RVs. That was that was so dope. good. I worked on you for hours every time we saw a billboard if you haven't been there i don't even remember <laughs> if it's in like north dakota or some other state i have no idea where we more were east i can't remember but it's so dope i i'm curious how many folks do stay there or like how much business it generates later on mary talks about like we've had a couple weddings now when she said that i'm like okay that that sounds like less than five 
But Maybe I, two. I think it's good for her to do things like that because you're not only hosting people, which I mean, you can still do that, of course, but I think events would be good because people are always looking for new event spaces in their town. I agree. The event idea, I do like that. Putting up money for an entire commercial kitchen, I don't know. I don't know how long it'll take you to get that money back. When, you, when I think of commercial kitchen, I just think something that's going to cost more than $25,000. I agree, but I think it'll be worth it. Catering is expensive. Catering Very is expensive, expensive. And for example, like our wedding spot didn't have a commercial kitchen. And it was kind of a cluster to like make sure everything had cooling and heating and I guess you know, depending all this on other your, stuff. Depending on what they do, like for example, if they cater, there's anywhere from what we saw prices of like twenty to fifty dollars a person for catering. And even yes. if you even if someone brought in their own, you could charge a flat fee to use the kitchen, which could be, I don't know, five hundred bucks, whatever. So yeah. I guess if you do have enough events like that, you could get that money back eventually. And I just think it overall makes your site way more appealing. I do wonder what the landscape is around it. I mean, it must be, if you're going to host your wedding, I assume the outdoor space must be pretty and, you know, sets up nicely. I heard the house across the street is kind of scary. Oh, really? Lots of like abandoned looking cars and stuff. So, (laughs) your face. (laughs) Did I show you the photo? You'll have to show me after. Something I do find interesting though, Jen... Jen is a real one. She really is. Okay. I don't remember the story, but it was either they were either moving from Texas to Oregon or like Oregon to Texas. I don't remember the route, but they stopped. They made it sound like they just stopped in Utah and then just didn't leave. Yeah. And then when Bonnie passed, she just. Really, like, I don't know if she ever continued the way to the destination, but that's when she stayed. So you basically have a friend that was planning to move to a different state, moved into this state where you had a B&B, and then your mom passed and was willing to, like, for some reason, stay in this state and then take on, yeah, I'll run your business Mm -hmm. in a state I never planned to move to, at least as far as we know. I don't know Jen's story. That is a real one. I need to know how Jen gets paid if she gets paid. Do you think she gets paid? Well, she mentions running a pest control business in Vegas. Mm-hmm, that's okay, how so they met. You're a businesswoman. You know finances. Like, what are you getting out of running this BNB? Like, what is your salary? That's what I'm saying. I assume it is she's paid salary, but like, how? Like, you're basically Mary's assistant. How do you get paid for that? So you run the BNB. But also you have to like, you have to shovel snow apparently outside. You have to help organize. You have to help your friend get rid of all the trash in the storage unit. I mean, how do you get paid for this? Do you get paid or are these best friend duties? I don't know. I imagine Jen's husband, I believe she was wearing a wedding ring. So I'm going to, as far as I know, they're still married all together, all happy, whatever. Mm -hmm. I imagine they can move the pest control business to different states her husband could still be doing that unless he found other work that's true and she said she could help during school hours so the kiddos must be in school in the area yeah jen is for sure a real one i could not do this i would if mary asked me i'd be like no way in hell am i living here i will help you find help Now, Jen and Mary are kind of like juvenile in their humor and how they talk and stuff, but I can't give them too much crap because this is probably exactly what I sound and look like with my best girlfriend. Sure. (laughs) So I can't give her too much crap. So Mary is moving the clothing business, aka LuLaRoe, from Flagstaff to Parowan so that she can be at the B&B more, but she wants to make it very clear she is still going to be going back to Flagstaff. And she needs Cody to know that she is not giving up on the relationship. I really want to know if she maintains her current rental in Flagstaff. No, she no, doesn't. I, she doesn't? No. Okay, perfect. Because I believe that was like four to $5,000 a month. Yes. Okay, fantastic. The fact that she's done that and gave up that rental, girl, you're moving. Like, you don't live here anymore. 
But this is her soft opening to that idea. Like the, I, she is telling them about the business and that she'll be back and seeing how they react. This is her dipping her toe into the waters of leaving. And I'm fine with that. It's better than just still staying exactly where you are and living how you are. I mean, Mary mentions it. Nothing is pulling me to stay here. You know, I don't interact with the family here. The kids have moved away or they just don't, you know, don't live here anymore. Cody's checked out on our relationship. So what is the point of staying here? I might as well put my, you know, mental capacity and my efforts to something that can prosper, aka my clothing line, the BNB, be somewhere where I have friends. I'm curious to see the timeline of that and when she actually makes that decision. Like what was the tipping point? Yeah, it doesn't seem to me like there will be a tipping point. I think it'll just be these gradual steps yeah. to finally be comfortable moving away. I mean, we've been talking about it for a very long time about Mary loving yourself, do mm-hmm. you, and it seems like it's finally going down. I'm happy for Mary. I hope even though I was shit talking Parawan, I hope she has a great time there. It seems like she really enjoys being there and I hope it really works out for her after she moves. Janelle and Cody have an appointment. I hated that Cody, in a mostly empty parking lot, parked right next to Janelle. Don't do that. Don't never do that. I did think it was odd that they both synced up on business casual. They did. And I <laughs> it's love, interesting. I love that Janelle called it an appointment. Yeah. She's like, don't get it twisted. This it's is not what, a date. This is what it is. Let's go. Janelle arrives first, sits down, waiting for Cody. He enters. He stands next to her. She does not stand up, which I appreciate. And he asks, are you going to give me a hug? And then she finally does. And I felt like that. She loved that hug. She smiled when she gave him that hug. And that made me so sad. You know, it's wild. In their last meeting at the apartment, I mean, look at how they... I guess Cody was already feeling some type of way because of the whole Christmas situation, but they weren't affectionate. There was no hug. There's there's nothing going on. But now it's odd that now that you're in a bad place, you want affection with your wife. Yeah, don't give me that. When in our apartment meeting, like they were never within three feet of each other. No. The hug happens. They sit down together and Cody says... Cold water. Ugh. I was I was dying of laughter. <laughs> it's like, why do you are you? Is it that awkward? We're just filling. I think he just the has silence? these quirks. Oh, he would be so annoying. I think. <laughs> I think to be around him would be just really annoying. I think so too because it's constantly the Cody show, constantly the Cody coaster, and we got to listen to his constant monologue about life around him. Okay, you notice the lemons, right? Yes, the cup of hot water and the plate of lemons. So you did notice a cup of hot water? Yes, so he was making like tea. So the dude came back around. He's like, yeah, can I get some hot water? Yeah. What if he was making like hot lemonade? That's what it was. I bet he had some (laughs) honey there too. Cody and Janelle slowly start to talk. And Cody talks about how triggered he was, how he was so angry. He says, the divorce is affecting me. It's affecting all of my relationships. In Janelle's talking head, she said, be a man, separate your relationships and pay attention here. And isn't that a common theme with Cody? He can never pay attention to where the fire is raging, to where things are failing, where things are breaking down. I can't feel bad for him because he chose this life. And in the past, they've talked about we we don't interfere with other relationships And in this case, Cody is doing a terrible job of separating his divorce with Janelle. And it's probably it probably hits even more considering Janelle and Christine have a good relationship. So it's hard for him to put that aside, knowing that they do have a good relationship. But at the moment, he has such anger towards Christine, but he's letting that impact him and Janelle's relationship. Whereas the way of their lifestyle, he really shouldn't be doing that, right? He should set that aside. At one point, Cody is looking at the menu, puts it aside, and says, and you know, he wants to know why there aren't Mexican crepes on this menu. We are going to be at Salsa Brava so much this season. 
All appointments, all serious conversations. We see it next week with Christine and Janelle. Is there no other restaurant in Flagstaff, Arizona? They're always giving him that back private room, I noticed. Also, I think it's funny. He's really filling time or thinking about what to talk about because, sir, you've probably been here, not exaggerating, (laughs) over a hundred times. You know what you get. You probably get the same exact thing every single time. Janelle gets right to the point. She says she wants to stay separated. Cody is wide-eyed and surprised. Cody felt like their past separations were due to her inability to have relationships with her sister wives, not due to him. I would say that sounds fair, but at this moment in time, you are the issue. I feel like he's always been the issue. The reason why she had such a hard time with her sister wives is because Cody was not being fair, not being equal. Cuddling Mary while the three of them are watching a movie is not appropriate. That's on him. But do you think knowing how Janelle's been with the relationship up to this point, would that have bothered her? Yeah. And she said it did in the book. Like they were him and Mary would always do things to like single her out. And it was like Mm -hmm. a game Mary would play. And this was before Christine was around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the trailer. So real confined spaces here. Sure. And he thinks it was always due to the sister wives relationships. No, the root is always Cody. So we know that Cody got into polygamy pretty late, right? Like he was on his mission. He came back. Mm-hmm. and Like his about dad, 20. His dad was like, yo, I'm a polygamist. He's like, yo, I want to be one too. <laughs> yeah. But maybe because he didn't grow up in that lifestyle and saw maybe how his parents, good or bad, handled these relationships. At a young age, you probably also aren't picking up on these cues of like, oh, I probably shouldn't be doing this. Like, this isn't okay. You're kind of learning as you go. Now, I feel bad because in a way I'm making an excuse for Cody, but I feel like there's so much to learn when you've never done this before. You've never lived uh, in plural marriage. I feel like you're going to make a ton of mistakes, whether it's gift giving, time sharing. I'm sure a lot of mistakes are made early on in their relationships. Agree and disagree. So agree being young, you're going to make mistakes in any type of relationship. It doesn't matter. But like you are 2021. Like, don't you know how jealousy works? Like, I've never been in a polygamous relationship, but I would think that you have to be pretty equal. Or if someone is telling you they're jealous or they're concerned about how time is being spent, that you listen to that or at least take it in. The way this family avoids conflict, was that mentioned that early in their relationship? Definitely not. (laughs) This is what I mean. Like, maybe that was going on and maybe Janelle didn't make it. Like, hey, I'm uncomfortable with you guys cuddling on the couch. Like, I bet you it was too awkward to say that. So it might not have been brought up. Again, I hate even saying that because now I'm sort of poking at Janelle when... You are. It's not not the queen's fault. I do not allow that in this house. (laughs) The topic of counseling is then brought up. Janelle thinks it would be a good idea, and Cody agrees. It would be a good idea because Christine just left. He was completely caught off guard. Sir, we have years of footage. Day one footage. Season one, episode one. It's it's so hard to even... I don't even like to break this down because it was so blatant. It was so obvious. Also, how do you remove yourself from a wife asking, are we going to be intimate anymore? Because like, yo, we haven't been intimate in forever, Mm -hmm. like all year. You know, I'm exaggerating, but that could be the truth. It might not be an exaggeration. It it might be the truth. And you say, "Uh, you know, you know, I don't think I'm really uh, interested in that, you know, anymore. I'm like, okay, so am I supposed to just say that's cool? I'm staying in this relationship. No, I'm telling you to pack your shit and get out of the fucking house. I feel like if it was just like he wasn't sleeping with anyone, that would be different. Maybe you need to go to therapy or something. But when you're actively intimate with another wife, not a good look. 
it's just it's too blatant. There's just been years and years of either counseling or direct messages of I'm unhappy. This is why I'm unhappy. I'm jealous. This is why I'm jealous. Mm -hmm. And there's no corrective action. The fact that you can sit there and say, just dropped it on me. (laughs) Had no idea. (laughs) What? The whole country knew, but not Cody. Janelle mentions it in a a later scene where she says, wow, the level of disconnect here. But even in this little snippet, I'm Mm -hmm. like, dude, how disconnected are you? From what's been going on for all of these years that you can sit there and say that. How do you watch these episodes back? How do you not think you're an idiot and say, (laughs) she just dropped it on me. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably stupid of me to say. Yeah, it was stupid. I just feel like if Christine is telling all of us at home, she has definitely told Cody. Cody then brings up his rejection over Janelle and Christine celebrating Christmas together. Janelle quickly refutes this and says, we did not celebrate Christmas together. We got together days later. He said it didn't matter, but it was still basically a rejection of him. You can tell how much Janelle is tired of his shit because usually she lets it slide where he speaks these general statements like this. Like, oh, you guys are celebrating Christmas, whatever. And at this moment in time, she's like, you know what? I'm done with this. Uh, sir, we did not celebrate. Like, you need to get that shit in your head and stop. She's basically saying, stop saying that because it did not happen. This is the first time she really just kind of just stopped him in his tracks and told him no. And immediately he has no response to that because factually, yeah, they did not celebrate Christmas mm-hmm. together. They showed up like two days later. Why doesn't he view it as Robin and him rejecting the children that he didn't invite over for first or second Christmas when he didn't even think of Savannah. So then they're going, I love their word tit for tat. So they go back and forth a lot. And eventually Janelle brings up, I mean, Cody, you had, you didn't even call Savannah or anything. Mm-hmm. It's been six weeks. Six weeks. He, man, she puts him on the back. Like he does not know what to do, what to say. He has no word. There's no way to talk around. Yo, why don't you like talk to your daughter for six weeks? Like there is no valid Mm -hmm. response unless you were dying. Like there is no valid reason for you to not talk to your kid. He says, uh, 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 has nothing. But but then he tries to say like my headspace or I'm removed from the space to like be with my kids. I'm like, dude, you have a phone. Well, he gets to that later, but the first excuse was he does a lot of business and he does it in the evenings. So he doesn't have time when Savannah's out of school to come hang out with her because he has business. Is this guy's business just meeting up with people and like selling a gun or something? Like, what do you do? You would think that would be in the day, though. Eh, people got to work. I guess, but... I, I just can't imagine just, every no, single night, seven yeah, days a week. Every single night. I doubt it. I doubt it. He had a lot of time for Nate and to drive aimlessly with him. Thank you. Why can't you pick up Savannah and go have a nice heart to heart with her? Then he makes this whole statement of I'm at Robin's and with her kids because I'm at Robin's house. So like by proxy and by just lo- locality, I get to hang out with her kids. Janelle kicked me out of the home. If I was hanging out at Janelle's home, I would be with Savannah hanging out together. Yeah. And this theoretical, well, it would be two nights there and two nights at Robin's, two nights there and two nights at Robin's. So, you know, I would naturally interact. I interact with Robin's kids because I'm there. Sure. It's your choice. You chose not to be at Janelle's. What are you talking about? You know what's interesting? This just shows you. Okay. Janelle, they're kind of up and down right now, but they're in the same town and they're separated. So Cody's basically saying, well, I'm not going to make any effort to contact kids from your kids. Yeah. He must approach it the same way with Christine. Like he's just not going to make an effort unless Christine's the one making an effort for her kids to have a relationship with Cody because I just find it hard to believe that you couldn't contact your child and just ask them, how are you doing? How's school? How's winter break? Do you remember the scene at the very awkward 
meeting before Christine left, right in the morning. McKelty made everyone get together. Yep. yep. The super awkward hug with Truly. And then he told her, like, hey, you know, your phone has a camera. We can talk. Was that me? Was that the talk saying, hey, you better call me if you want to talk because I'm, I'm not calling you. I'm not calling. I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, I, I just surprises me of how Airfinger's busy or not busy. This person is that they can't talk with their children. Yeah, I will never accept it. You have so much time for your friends. You're traveling for guy hangouts. You're going to go officiate a wedding. You can't call your kids. You have a, that's a long road trip to Oklahoma. You could Bluetooth into your car. I will not accept it. I do wonder if part of it, just like when they talk about the boys, if their relationships are so shattered that it actually hurts him to pick up the phone and that be validated that his kids do. I want to say, Hey, but dislike him. I, I think that hurts him emotionally, his ego, That's what it is, the ego. I think, yeah, I think picking up the phone introduces the reality that he's living or that he's created. It introduces the truth that he has to face. In the meeting, Cody now shifts the topic back to COVID and Janelle quickly shut that down. You know, it's interesting. We've also been, and not only us, other podcasts have kind of like, okay, man, this is like late 2021. We're getting to 2022. Can we please stop mentioning COVID? Like it is amazing that Janelle was the voice of the people that are like, <laughs> Cody, stop. It, it's not about COVID. Yeah, stop with the like, COVID. It's we're so far past that in what the problem is and what it's related to. The problem is beyond the COVID now, <laughs> way beyond that. Cody ignoring her continues on and says, it's really weird to put that on someone that was only being compliant with what we needed to do in order to protect our family, meaning when the boys called Robin. How is he so insulted? They can call Robin if they want. If you have an issue with the tone or what they said, how about you be a big boy and pick up the phone and have a conversation with them about that? Don't just, now you're just going to ignore them for years and they have to apologize. You know, it's funny. At one point he even mentions... I just need to sit down and talk with the boys or something like that. I'm like, well, yeah, you could just call them. Janelle, get the boys to talk to me, to sit down. You got to make the appointment. Let me know when it is. Paraphrasing, Cody then continues on and he says, I've always worked hard for plural marriage. What has Janelle done to help it? She has been living independently from a husband who is there when she wants it. And she has the resources that she gets. Sir, what resources? Who was getting up at the crack of dawn to go work? Cody was still in bed when she went to work. Yeah, not only was Janelle one of the primary breadwinners, but I'm pretty sure she was the family's like main accountant. Did all the taxes, kept track of all the money, paid the bills with Cody. And you have the gall to say, what has she done? She cashed out her entire retirement for this family. Giving you six, six kids? Six children. Daddy Logan. Daddy Logan. And what has she done? What has Robin done besides bring debt into this family? Talk about not contributing. I'll do a whole essay on this. Then we get the quote of the episode, of the season, of the franchise, maybe. Cody says, I think she thinks I'm hot. I got nice pecs and a great six-pack abs. But that's all she's interested in. Where are... <laughs> where, excuse me, what? That meme? What? Uh, sir, I think we have a disconnect here. A bit. I, I just think... Man, it's a level of delusion I can't even comprehend. And to to talk that way about your wives that have been around for so many years, and it's just an odd statement. It's so disrespectful, too. She only wants, like, my body and my resources. When Robin joined the family literally just because they were on a show and they had resources. But you're saying that of Janelle, who was, like, wife, too, right there. 
living in the trailer. The whole reason you can even count this as a plural marriage. The first Sir, resources, look at where I'm living. <laughs> if she said that. <laughs> look at your fucking McMansion. I'm living in a college apartment. Resources. What resources does she have access to? I mean, look at the gift disparity between the two families. I mean, the, that was thousands and thousands of dollars of gifts at Robin's yeah. house. Mm-hmm. Janelle got her kiddos gift cards that were probably, what, 50 to 100 bucks? Mm-hmm. I'm talking Robin's house, thousands of dollars. Not only those motorbikes, but also like electric guitars. Like, there's big gifts. Can we chill with the gifts and pay off the property? <laughs> wow, just so insulting. He's just at any cost will be the victim. Janelle tries to mention to Cody that I don't have and I think what she really meant was I don't have anything just in my name. Yes, it's all tied back to the family. Like Robin has this nice McMansion. I mean, yeah, it's probably mm-hmm. her and Cody on the deed or whatever. The property is definitely majority Robin and yes. Cody. Mary probably gives a flying fuck about the property, so she'll probably give it up to whoever wants it. Many cars. Christine sold it back. Janelle, I think I think Cody had his name with everyone, right? Yes. It so was, even Janelle's yeah. plot belongs to her and Cody. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, if I was Janelle, if this became nasty, man, I am hiring a good lawyer and I am just to be salty, I am winning that property. Also, it's even better because she has the middle property. So Robin's I, on the other side, I'm Cody's on the other side, and I would live my best life on that property. Like, if I don't win it, I am selling it for a stupid amount of money. I am making a beautiful home. Me and my new husband will be out watering the garden every day with our plethora of dogs sleeping in our bed. Like, and then great. Cody mentions that Janelle has all the same resources as essentially him. Yeah. Or really mentioning or anyone. That's like, a lie. That doesn't look right because, yeah, giving up your retirement. Yes, she has an $80,000 trailer. Depreciate. I mean, those things depreciate versus a home. They increase in value. Mm-hmm. Trailers are decreasing in value. And again, going back to what Janelle said, it was like, I think I played my, well, she didn't say this, but yeah, she did play her cards a little wrong there because she doesn't have a lot of assets. Whereas if you look at Robin, man, they've got trailers, cars, McMansion. Dickens Christmas displays. Collectible thingies. uh, Art. $20,000 paintings that might be prints. Curtain rods with no curtains. Property. Like, that is not the same resources. No. Janelle lets that one fly a little bit, but does bring up a very key topic. She says that he's always at Robin's and he says, no, I was at your house all the time too. And he says that she's bringing this up due to recency bias because of COVID. No, sir. I think they forget that they're on TV sometimes. Well, then Janelle tries to clarify with, I think you just feel more comfortable in a home where the big issue is, the big issue is that we want a father to all and a husband to all. I love that quote from Janelle. Such a good quote. And honestly, I don't even remember what Cody said, but it was probably something super dumb because that really represents that quote represents the failures Cody has done to this family. You haven't been a husband to all. You haven't been a father to all. You have catered to a small percentage of this family. And I think I believe that has led to a lot of issues but he also continues to uproot the lives of everyone. You know, where we go one, we go all. You know, our trek to Flagstaff. But then never talks to those kids again. Cody, trying to throw a pity party, says, I wish Saul and Ari had the same value to the whole family that they see other people, dot, dot, dot. And what is that meaning? Receive? Like, That's where a weird are we statement going to with use that? Their names as ammo. Because honestly, as much as you shelter these kids, they're probably not even aware of any of this. No, they don't know their siblings' names. Like, why would you use their names in this statement? Because they're not aware of what's going on. I don't think they feel rejected by the other family because they don't know them. They have no relationship with them. That is fascinating, though, if you think about it. 
Or low key is Cody and Robin like planting those seeds. You remember when Robin told the kids that basically like no one wants to hang out with you on Thanksgiving? Like they all hate you? Yep. Is it similar type of stuff that Saul and Ari may pick up as they don't want to hang out with you? They don't want a relationship with you? I could see something like... You know, look at family photos like, oh, yeah, those are your older brothers and sisters. Yeah, they don't really want to hang out with us this Christmas. I hope I hope that does not happen. Sadly, I could see it happen. I know, Sam. I hope it doesn't. I've said it before, but I think when Saul and Ari get older, you know, 14, 15, 16, and then obviously then adulthood, you know, if all of us are still paying attention to this show or following people's lives. I think there's just going to be such huge resentment towards them because they got so much time with a father figure in their life. Yeah. I think that would be, and again, it's not their fault, but I think there were just must be just this huge amount of jealousy towards them because they got that time. I think so too, but I would find it fascinating if let's say, all the kids are super grown up. Truly is like 20 years old and she reaches out to Saul and Ari and they all be end up like being best friends anyway. Like they have their own relationship outside of their parents. That's my little fantasy. that They're all living like happy and healthy. That's and- the good side of the story. Remember the doc? We just saw a documentary with the uh, Kate and John plus eight or whatever. Yeah. And like some of the kids are with the dad and some of yeah. them are with the mom. And they're to- it's almost like totally different stories of who the villain is. It's probably more likely that something like that would happen where you totally hate those siblings and that parent, which is a bummer. I mean, that's that's really the that's like the sad version of the story. I like to live in my fantasy world where in the end, all the siblings are happily ever after with each other. <laughs> like, it doesn't even matter about the parents. Sure. It's almost like, yeah, the parents can't deal with their shit, but like we should just be chilling. Exactly. Yeah. Like. Oh, but then that would require the children to get away from Robin's grip. And I don't know if that's happening. Wouldn't that be fascinating, too, if they moved again? They for sure are going to move. They can't stay. At, we're probably getting close to when they're going to start moving. That's how we're going to get season 20. We did talk about the possible states where they'd move. Yeah. So I that is not even far fetched. When they're kind of talking about Ari and Saul and Janelle saying that is not fair to say. Cody talks about his favoritism that he has given to all the little kids. Janelle says that he doesn't feel like the obligation is the same to the kids when they are adults. And that's just like a continuing theme of this season, last season, next season. It will just always be the littles versus the olders. And also, like, when do you, when are you not a tender? When are you not a chicken tender? When do you mature beyond that? I talked to you about this before where he mentions this. I don't think truly gets the same treatment. No. Mind you, I think truly and Saul are like a year and a half apart. Yes. Which is absurd. So so let's think about this. I mean, they're 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 there right now. That moment in time versus what we're seeing on air now. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a moment in time where when he does this whole chicken tender talk, Saul is eventually going to be the same age that truly would have been in that moment in time, but he's not providing that same attention to truly. No, like currently. Yeah. Currently. Mm -hmm. So his statement is trash. Yeah. But he's always, now he's going to use the excuse of, oh, well, Christine left me. So she took the kids and that's now I don't have a space to be with the kids. Like there's always a story to spin Mm -hmm. or an excuse to give of why you are not maintaining a relationship with your children. Exactly. Which is wild to me. The other thing, which I think is a little bit of, you got a little bit of camouflage with that statement. Whereas, yes, it's great to give all your attention to the young kids, but there are sequences in time where a lot of the kids were little kids, right? So the oldest Mm -hmm. kids around the same age, all chicken tenders. Then there's sort of like this, sort of like this middle Gap of, of children with kind of like the Gabe, Garrison, Payton, Gwen, kind of like that sequence. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of probably like another range of chicken tenders. And then there's like a few more. But now everyone's so grown up. And I talk about this before again with like you chose to have these kids and all of your kids are so much older. Like it's going to be very hard to have relationships between them. And Janelle brings that up. 
yeah, like kids are in different phases. Mm-hmm. Like we can't all comply. Like people have jobs. They have to make money. You know, they have to pay for their apartment, you know, because they can't just live in their McMansion. So what I'm getting at is that story doesn't fly now because so many of your kids are older. There's only two chicken tenders by your definition. So that also means you are, I don't want to say abandoned. That's a bad word, but you're just like, he's quite neglectful. You're though. neglecting a huge percentage of your children. The majority. Oh, exactly. I mean, it's 90, 90%, 95%. Cody brings up this idea of plural monogamy. He says that Janelle doesn't want a relationship with Robin or Mary, but he doesn't want a relationship with Mary or Christine when Christine was in the family. So like, why are we trying to say, well, that's her fault because she doesn't want a relationship when you are voicing every other episode that you don't want a relationship with these other two wives either. Let's uh, go back in time. In, in this moment of time, he's basically putting Janelle down because she won't be a good sister wife. Yes, it always comes back to their being bad sister wives. And then Janelle mentions, like, he's the one who brought up plural monogamy or whatever. Yeah. Okay. We've mentioned it before. Robin's past, her dad was married to two women. They lived in totally different states. Mm-hmm. Do we really think these two ladies had a relationship? No. Like, the way he's talking down towards Janelle, he's he's describing what Robin lived. That Robin holds in such high regard to the plural family she grew up in and knows and loves. What Janelle would be comfortable with is actually a closer representation of what Robin lived. Yeah. She just wants the father of her children to be in her kids' lives. That's literally it, and he can't do that. The most minimal he cannot do. Janelle talks about how she isn't throwing in the towel yet, but that she does need to be separate so that she's aware of her needs so they don't become clouded. Cody talks about not wanting to just throw things under the rug or pretend like nothing's wrong. But when Janelle mentions, I need this space to find out what I really want. Cody's almost looking at her like, what? That sounds stupid. What do you mean the separation? When By you thinking that, you're already acknowledging that you'd rather sweep things under the rug and just reconcile. How can you reconcile when there isn't there's issues? Mm -hmm. We haven't solved anything. And he mentions like, oh, I don't just want to pretend like nothing's wrong. Yes, you do. (laughs) You want to pretend like nothing's wrong because you you really thought you were gonna reconcile at fucking salsa brava over some fajitas, dude. You need counseling. You need help. But it's going to be exactly what Christine said. She's opened up to therapy, but she'll never have to do it because he'll never take the steps towards that. It was fascinating when Janelle said, if we can find someone. And I thought, what do you mean if you can find someone? Because Cody has to approve them and whatever criteria he I would has made up in his head. Every city out there at a decent size has a relationship counselor, a psychiatrist, someone you can talk to about your relationship issues. I mean, it doesn't even need to be in your town. You could Zoom. Sure, you could Zoom. Many options. You could travel. Mm -hmm. So the fact that she mentions, like, if we can find someone, like, you should be able to find someone. I'm sure Cody is going to prevent that. Cody then, you know, he didn't get very far with talking about COVID or talking about Christine or... How she's just leaving his ass. So he decided to switch up his tactic a little bit here. He decides to bring up the good old days, the renaissance in Vegas, how he was just following her around and writing poetry. Loved her response. He wants to bring that up. It, It was a few good years. That doesn't excuse now. That you don't have these two years in the bank for the next 30 years. So it is fascinating. See, this is where some stories don't line up too well because, again, from what we've been hearing in Vegas from different folks is that Cody was always at Robbins. But but here in this moment in time, they make it sound like Janelle and Cody had a good relationship in Vegas. So, I mean, that to me translates to either romantic intimacy or he's actually spending time at her home like substantial amount of time. 
mm, in my head, my theory is like three nights at Robin's, one at Janelle's, one every other week at Christine's, none at Mary's. Yeah. Yeah. So like that was enough for Janelle and Cody was like, look at all the time. But even in the last episode, Christine mentioned like, he's not at this house, he's not this house. And we know he's not at Mary's like, but he was at Janelle's from what we're hearing. But not as much as he was at Robin's. I still think that. You know, you know, what's, what's probably more factual is that it was probably half or a quarter of what he gave Robin. But for Janelle, that's like, way more than enough it was way more like it was fan- that's fantastic exactly that's what i mean like it's not as much as robin but it's more than christine's getting sure and the tactic kind of works on janelle janelle says that she misses him she misses him in her bed she misses him in her house cody kind of smiles and he says didn't you think i missed you didn't you think i wanted to kiss you and then i was like ew ah <laughs> Like when your parents like kiss and you're like, ah, no. <laughs> it, it's so funny for him to be saying that. And then we got flashbacks to, cause you're not listening. <laughs> it's like, dude, what what's going on here? I just need everyone to know that Leon did the hands with it. He's like, ah, you're not listening. It's like, dude, I cannot take you seriously. I know. And then now we're like talking about kissing and okay we see a talking head with janelle at this point and she's explaining how they are so good together they have such good conversation it's everything else that is kind of the problem that if they were on an island together it would be perfect so in in the past christine mentioned that cody just had a shit ton of books yes so he has a lot of journals he's like always jotting things down i think probably that and it could be poetry. I mean, yeah, it could be poetry. And he, I think he probably does read. So for all I know, they could just have intellectual conversation or talk about history or talk about things they've learned. Maybe read poetry. Maybe he's super into that. I don't know. I think that's more than likely what's going on. I could see it. I think there's more shared interests than with any of the other wives. They're better friends, maybe I should say. Not in relationship-wise, but as in they, they're buddy-buddy. They like to talk about finances. They like to talk okay. about things like that. Something that I just occurred to me. You know how they always say, like, marry your best friend, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Enjoy things together. Like, you and I do a lot together. Mm-hmm. And we enjoy similar things, whether that's, like, playing video games, going on hikes, whatever. When I look at Cody, I'm always like, what do they do together? Because he's into motorcycles, working out, working on cars, uh, guns. I don't think he's working on cars. Whatever. I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt. Okay. <laughs> in the conditions those like, cars were in, I would be real concerned. Like, we've never had a fun family scene of them going out on the range. But she would be down. I think she would be down, but like we've never seen that. Christine's into baking. I don't think we've ever seen Cody bake. She's into motorcycles. Okay, that's one. <laughs> but I mean, come on. This is how often you're riding that thing. Never. Christine's into like baking and cooking and you know a bunch of other stuff. I feel like I'm those like, are her hobbies outside of this. Sure, though. but I'm also like Cody's not into any of that. Mary's into like crafting and like I don't see Cody as a crafter. She is very adventurous. Okay, true. Yeah, they've probably gone on adventures together. I mean, and then with Robin, Robin seems so dry that her only interest (laughs) is shopping. So I'm like, okay, I guess they could bond over shopping. Anytime we see them together, he's holding her bags as she shops. So (laughs) that is what they do. Whether it be a farmer's market or a mall, he's just holding all of her bags. Although she was into the convertible with that sexy shoe. Oh my gosh. that could be her thing, like a man like in a sports car or maybe a motorcycle. In the end, Cody says that this went better than Janelle expected it to while he thought that they were going to reconcile right there. So a little bit different standards for the appointment. On the next time on, we see Janelle say that she's growing and she thinks she wants something different. And then Christine's always egging it on. She has a shocked face. Always egging it on. (laughs) 
Then we finally get to see Mary tell Robin that she's moving the business to Parowan. Robin responds by saying something like, Cody can still see us all out on the property. Ma'am, in what world does Cody want Mary to live on the property with him? (laughs) That just sounds terrible. Robin just wants Mary to watch them in their happy household with their kids. Like, what is the goal here? Again, they got me hooked. I am excited. I can't wait. Even though there were only three scenes, still a good episodes, but I give the show so much grace for the content. Tons of family photo flashbacks. Do we need them every episode? I don't know. Do we need to talk about scenes without showing anything related to those scenes? Maybe not. Like, did we, what, what was the point of Valentine's Day? Just because that's where we are in the, the calendar year? Yeah. 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 But, like, overall, I didn't need to know it was Valentine's Day. It would have been way spicier if we got any video of Cody and Robin on Valentine's Day. Because I highly doubt Robin would have looked sad. No. No, not (laughs) at all. In other news, Married at First Sight is coming back in a couple of weeks. If you're interested, that is another one of our big flagship shows we cover every season. Always a good time. It always gets real spicy. Oh, a lot of the time we also live tweet those episodes. Oh, that is that is a moment. You know, I'm surprised we don't do that with Sister Wives much. But if you haven't tuned in, you're a big fan of Sister Wives. I would at least check out Mavs. But social media on Mavs nights. Wild. Math night is the best. We order food. We have our phones out. Our computers out. We are here. It's a great time. I highly recommend you partake in the uh, celebration, the event. I, yeah, I don't know. We all really bond over this. Like the, the internet is what makes this show. Like the show's good on its own, but it's great with the community. Thank you all for listening, for hanging out with us. I hope your week is going really well and you have a nice weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed and we'll talk to you again soon. Take care.